0: everyone. My name is Stuart. This is Emily. Hello. We are Radio Keys and this is our podcast that we're doing now. Welcome. And it's called the Rock and Roll Review. So what we like to do or what we want to do in this podcast is take some artists that maybe uh don't get much pub or aren't really out there, um, in the general, you know, public size, and maybe try to introduce these people to you and maybe you know, open up your music library a little bit. So, yeah, Radio Keys is a band that we've been doing for quite a while. Um, We uh, are songwriters, the two of us. I started writing some, like, really, really questionable uh, jet influence (laughs) (laughs) rock and roll music. Uh, Loved Hendrix and The Who and The Doors and all that kind of stuff growing up, so I kind of wanted to do that kind of rock and roll music. And um, eventually, when that band was all said and done, I had to move on to something else. So I discovered that Emily actually writes a lot of music, too, believe it.
1: Or brother and sister, too. Oh, yeah. I don't Did think I we mention mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of joined Stuart's musical project about 10 years ago, fresh out of high school. I was singing in high school, and then we started singing and songwriting together.
0: Yeah, we were in choir together in yeah. high school. Yeah. Briefly. I we know. were also in drama.
1: Yeah, we were drama <laughs> nerds too. We were also in band. We I are played not the trombone. into drama
0: anymore though, no. just for the record. For the record. No. Um, yeah, we were in, in the band, you know. I pl- she played trombone. I played trumpet mm-hmm. and also uh, the stand-up bass. Um, I found guitar probably my freshman year of high school though, and that's when I kind of went off the rails and just started going full on. Rock and roll, yeah. music, creativity wise.
1: I really regret putting down the trombone. I gotta say, it'd be kind of cool to have a little trombone solo. and <laughs> uh fit? <laughs> there's fit? horns on Stumbling, the song that or we wrote that you, we just played in the intro. Shout
0: out, Michael Evans uh, came and he recorded all of those horns. He, he recorded a tuba, some trumpet, and uh, some trombone. So, Michael Evans. It's good
1: to have friends in low brass. I I I thought you were going to say Low
0: Places.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That too. That as well. Great song.
0: Yeah. Um, So anyway, that's just a little brief thing about us. Radio Keys now uh, is in, we have a larger musical family now. We have Alante Alante Piazza who plays the drums for us. And we've got Emily's husband, Tom Davis, who plays bass for us. And we've been playing in that lineup for about five years now. Four or five years. Four or five years, yeah.
1: It's a family, family band.
0: Anyway, um.
1: but I will say, Stewart has always had a talent and a knack for finding these really underground artists. Maybe before they get famous, maybe, maybe not, and um, sort of bringing them to light. Really quality musicians that you know have uh, two hundred followers on <laughs> <laughs> social media, and he's, he finds them somehow. I don't know how. So he's constantly showing me this new music. And um, and so, yeah, we're, we're bringing that uh, to you guys in this podcast.
0: Well, that, that's the concept. And hopefully you'll also like listening to us talk to each other because there's, there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of that. We'll <laughs> <laughs> <gonna> be quite <laughs> a bit of that. Just about things yeah. and getting real off topic. Um, but the real concept behind this is to maybe introduce some music to you guys and also just have a nice dialogue along the way.
1: Yeah give you a little background on these guys, play some songs of theirs for you, and maybe you'll find something you love and you want to obsess over, like I do when I find an album that I love, and I play it nonstop for months and months and months, and then never listen to it again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely definitely do do that unfortunately but But then i rediscover it yeah like when they play again on an old playlist you made or something like that you're like i love that album yeah most listened to tracks of like 2015 or whatever spotify does um then you're like oh i i love this tune and i love i wonder what they're up to maybe they have a new album out and i don't know anyway we're uh gonna do our first episode today about this guy that um i found via a playlist um Last, uh, not last year. What I'm talking about, like uh, f- feels like last lifetime. It was like f- four or five years ago. Wh- when did we discover Christopher Denny? It was, um,
1: it was around the time I think that this his last album had come out, which I believe is 2014. Let me look.
0: If the roses don't kill us is, is the name of the album. It's like kind of like a profile shot of him on the, from the side. Um, I found it on a playlist um, from Spotify. So they have some good playlists. Oh. They uh they do have some good playlists on there. There's a lot of yeah. tough ones though, but there <laughs> if you can find some good ones, uh you'll be in, you can discover some pretty unique stuff. But this guy was really interesting because he had one song on a playlist with like a bunch of other popular artists like uh Old Crow Medicine Show or you know just like pretty popular Uh, Americana folk artist, but then there was Christopher Denny, and I thought his song was, like, the standout song on the playlist. Yeah. And so I went to his Spotify page, and there's, like, nothing to be said. If you go on there, it's kind of sad. I'd have to double-check how many, like, listeners he has or or monthly listeners, monthly plays, or however you want to say it, but it's not a ton, definitely. No. And so... I ended up finding the song uh, If the Roses Don't Kill Us um, and it's off the album th- of the same name and it's a killer, killer song. So um, I think we're going to play that one first. Uh, it's called If the Roses Don't Kill Us. All right, so that was Christopher Denny, If the Roses Don't Kill Us. Um, definitely, definitely big fans that What a of fun tune.
1: recording. It's such a perfect recording. It is a perfect recording. There's so much going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were we were talking about we think they they did it live maybe
1: I think so but it it has that vibe to it
0: yeah it, it has that New Orleans uh, swing uh, Dixieland kind of vibe to it yeah which is super cool um his, his other songs don't really have that Dixieland vibe to them, but this one. Maybe that's why it stands out so much for me because I, I like that kind of music so much.
1: Yeah, the drums really stand out in this song. I love that time change at the end when he slows it down. She's gonna get on that. Yeah, b-. that's so cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a feel. Yeah, that whole feel for, throughout that whole song. There's um. You said earlier everybody in the background is kind of soloing the whole time.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that's so cool. Yeah, everyone like I kind of we were talking about it during the the track. Um. We were talking about how, or I was saying, it's almost like a dog walker where they have like a bunch of, <laughs> they're all going, like, <laughs> they're going like in the same direction yeah. and they're go- they're all going, you know, together, but at the same time, they're, you know, all over the place. One dog's, you know, sniffing this bush, one dog's doing that. So it's kind of a controlled chaos kind yeah, of, it, I guess. Yeah, chaos. But
1: um, yeah, I
0: really love, it. there's like a really cool part where he has that lyric where he's like... Go on down to New Orleans, and then all of a sudden the tuba bass line comes in, like yeah. right after that, and you're like, "It's and like their like, own cue." Yeah, that's like New Orleans style with the bass uh, being played by like a tuba, like real old, that's really old, cool. old school. Yeah, the lyrics nice in that knob. song are
1: are great too. If the roses don't kill us, um, so Chris Denny from Little Rock, Arkansas, um, he had so this album, "If the Roses Don't Kill Us," came out seven years after his first album. So he did an album in yeah. two- 2007. Long, long. And then he did this album in 2014 and everybody was like, Oh, it's kind of like a comeback. And um, It I mean, was
0: definitely billed as a comeback. Because, yeah. And we'll get into it more about his past. We we're talking about him. Um, he has uh, definitely struggled with addiction issues and stuff like that. So, um, I think Emily is checking it out right now, but sh- there's a lot, a if, lot uh, to unpack with Christopher <laughs> and Denny. Um, he, uh,
1: and he's very open about talking about, um, struggles with drugs and in his relationships, um, being married to an addict as well. Um, and that's kind of what If the Roses Don't Kill is a song, I think is referencing a little bit. Um, is uh... Yeah, so his first album was uh, called "Age Old Hunger," and it's so, to me, very different. Um, it's a little more folk-driven, I would say. And there's a lot of ballads. There's he does a cover of a Chris Christopherson song. Um, bit of a different feel. This one is a little more upbeat, um, more instrumentation, way better recording. The first album. Yeah, the, recordings f- the are, first one. Uh, they're just not they're, as.
0: They're not bad bad. Like No, no, it's they're not, not bad, like, but they're not you know, as good. Yeah. Amateur uh, garage band <laughs> kinda yeah. kinda bad, but they're the thing the issue that I had with them is I noticed that there was some kind of like gate on the vocals. Oh no. So yeah, so like whenever uh, what a gate does in a recording is when the volume of it dips below a certain threshold, it slams a gate shut on it, which basically mutes it immediately. Boom. So I noticed in some of those songs that his voice would kind of be tailing off naturally, and either it was a bad edit where some guy clipped it too short, or it's a gate that just goes boom and slams down on his voice and kind of cuts him off, which kind of bummed me out, and it was real tough for me to hear. Um, But that's not to say that there aren't good tracks on that album, because there are some that they're not as noticeable as as others, that thing I was talking about.
1: So, um, between those two albums, it looks like he kind of had a decline, and then he came back. Um, And he, I'll read just a quote, quick quote from him about that, from an interview that Aquarian Drunkard did. That's good, Um, because he's actually, I like interviews, because they're actually talking. It's not just a, you know... um, Review of the album. So it tells you a little more. So yeah, he's, some he says, Who's like, like, this is what I think. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, <laughs> it's not unlike what we're doing, but I like to bring his voice, voice in a voice little blogging. bit. I want to bring his voice in a little. <laughs> so he says this. He says, um, I don't really believe that the world is on my side, but I don't necessarily believe it's against me either. That's gone. All those years I spent shooting up drugs, meth, heroin, Heroine. cocaine, yep. okay. anything that you could put into a needle and get inside the vein, I would do it. I was homeless all that stuff. I was funneling deeper into disease. I realized it wasn't as much addiction to alcohol and drugs as much as it was severe depression and paranoia. And he he talks about how he's gotten um, onto anti-depressions and social anxiety medicine um, that's really helped him kind of set himself straight and be able to push this album out and produce this album. So (sighs) it's a positive thing. Yeah.
0: Wow. So he's shooting up anything he can put into a needle is what he was saying. God, that is a real bummer. And the reason why I think that's so... Uh, obviously, it's a bummer, you know, either way. But he's uh, kind of fallen off the face of the map again. He has. Since since uh, the Roses yeah. Don't Kill
1: Us, there hasn't been... I think... So, the last we've seen of him is in July of 2017. So, right now, it is November of 2018. So, about a year and a half ago-ish uh, was the last thing... he, The last sight of him... On the internet or in the world,
0: he has zero social media presence at this point. Like well, he has
1: pages, but he's not on them. Like he has yeah, an Instagram page a, with like 40 followers current. that has nothing yeah. current, and then he has a Facebook, and July 2017 is his last Facebook post, and what does it say? It's creepy. It says, "It
0: says uh, I was a, asleep for a long time, but but now I'm awake or something like that." I, c- I actually could look it up. I don't know why I'm like, trying to paraphrase. I have the internet. Right so in front he of me. um.
1: Yeah, I think he uh, started singing in church. He's talking about that a little bit. Let's talk about his voice a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's so... When I first heard him, it it's it's the first thing you notice when you hear a song of his. And as a vocalist myself, I'm very attracted to a interesting singing voice or a unique singing voice or the type of singing voice like a Bob Dylan where it's like, God, you got to love him or hate him kind of thing. I think he has a similar... Um,
0: it's just such a unique voice that I think, yeah, it's a little Roy Orbison. For it's sure. a little Roy
1: Orbison for sure. Um, I I was reading a, something earlier that says it was kind said it's kind of androgynous, and I do agree with that. Um, it's a little, not a bad way, not a bad way. Um, uh, he, he actually reposted that interview. So I think it's okay to say that.
0: Um, it's a little non-binary. It's high.
1: It's high. It's a high voice for a guy. He's a high tenor, which is is, so cool. He is a, a high
0: tenor and he also has that really unique, like, uh th- I think he's like doing the vibrato like kind of with his throat more than with his chest, so the like, vibrato yeah. you always it's remind me
1: um... <laughs> that his that's the warble is something that he really really does um and you can hear on his i feel like uh its roses don't kill us is a good show of his voice, but his ballads you really um wow, you can really kind of hear him getting into it.
0: Well, I think the reason we, we both like him so much is because his lyrics and performance vocal performances are are completely honest and genuine. Like yeah. there's no f- there's nothing fake about Christopher Denny, And uh, that's something that I really appreciate about him. Uh, and yeah. in this Facebook post I brought it up, it says, "Hello world, I was asleep but I'm waking up. Be playing in Little Rock soon." That was July 30th, 2017. So yeah, that's uh a little over a year ago. Um I wish there was more content and
1: there's a great um he has his
0: influences on here. Uh so that's cute.
1: Who are his influences? Uh,
0: Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, uh, Rosetta Tharp.
1: So a lot of country.
0: Loretta Lynn, John Prine, uh, Lefty Frizzle. I'll have to Google that guy. I don't know who that is, yeah. Uh, Chris Christopherson, Towns Van Zandt, Grateful Dead, and then Jeff Buckley. So zero Roy Orbison on there, but I don't know about that, Christopher.
1: Well, that's kind of who he sounds like, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily... I've had people tell me I sound like a certain singer, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I've like never listened to that. It's just the way your voice rolls out. He, um, So I will say on his uh, ChristopherDennyMusic.com, his website that's been basically frozen for a year. I don't see anything new on this website, but there's a great bio on him. Um, and it looks like his grandfather got him his first guitar, showed him a few chords, told him to develop his own voice. Um, and uh, he had kind of a rough upbringing. They were kind of poor. Um, I don't know what happened with his parents, but I know that at age 12, he got adopted by an aunt and uncle, and um, a neighbor taught him how to make bar chords, and he said, that's all I needed to start writing, and uh, he kind of started playing music in high school, it looks like.
0: He has a really cool style of playing guitar, though, because he yeah. has, like a I think it's like a finger-picking style. He does a lot of hammer-ons and stuff like that,
1: yeah. Um, I like his I like his guitar playing a lot.
0: Like we we can pull up a video of him uh doing some live stuff. Uh he I I'm not even sure if he really ever had a band to be honest.
1: So also after so 2008 so that's after that first album, um it looks like uh Marlboro Cigarettes, Licensed roller coaster and God's Hide, which are songs by him. God's Hide actually appears on his second album, so it looks like he wrote it like in 2008 and then he put it on the album in 2014, but Um, So Marlboro gave him a check for $20,000. And uh, he says, I told my wife we could use the money to get clean or die, and we got clean. Um, Oh, here's a cool... uh, That's 2008, and then 2014 is when Roses came out.
0: Yeah, here's a cool video of him doing... uh He's doing "Knocking on Heaven's Door, but it looks like this dreadhead dude is singing. That's not him singing. <laughs> I was going to say that. That is him not, not him singing. He like, plays a lot in these videos with this dude who uh, has huge dreads, and yeah. uh, that's this guy singing, so let's find a different one. Um, here's, here's Shine. Watch me shine. That was a good one.
1: Such a nice descending guitar part in that song. Um, oh, that's God's on
0: Height. In God's Height.
1: And Shine, too. I think that's how it starts, right?
0: That's God's Height. <laughs> da, da,
1: da, da, right? Uh,
0: this is Shine.
1: The recording. Oh, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It
0: yeah. might be in the same key, actually. I'm not aware.
1: It's his comfy place.
0: But he gets a lot of sound out of that guy. God, his,
1: his voice is just good. It's funny, because when I hear him live, I hear a little rasp on it, almost like he's a smoker. He has to be. Which is not as apparent on his recordings, and I actually actually like it. That little rasp at the end of his phrases is really... I love a good smoker voice. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I don't care. I'll say it.
0: Anyway, geez. It's such a. Yeah, we're just worried about him, really, because we don't know. You know, we heard about that quote about him shooting everything and all things <laughs> into his veins. And, uh, he's been gone for over a year and a half, completely off the map. And all I right. actually, like, went to his Facebook page and, 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 like, there's his management, uh, group information on there. So I, like, emailed them and they actually emailed me back. And, um, they said they have no idea what's up with him. So they say
1: we hope he's yeah we hope he's doing all right you know.
0: And yeah. And
1: it's hard to say. Yeah.
0: Big old bummer. And we know. Oh, so I, <laughs> I went full like sleuth mode one day, and like tried to find all the information I could about him. Tried to find the most recent information I could. And um,
1: there's nothing since yeah July nothing. 2017. But what I
0: did find was uh hit an Instagram uh. Tag of his, one of his wives, his second wife, I think.
1: I know he's been married twice. I don't know. I know he's married once and divorced, and the second wife, I'm not sure if they're still married or not. They <laughs> were. They were in 2014. That's all I know. The second one. Yes. No, I don't think so. They're not anymore. Oh, that's sad.
0: If okay. this is the one, so yeah, this is where I'm going with this. Is <laughs> I like I like added her because she had a private um she had a private account, so I added her. And um, I tried to contact her and see if she knew anything about him. And she, uh, didn't. she didn't get back to me.
1: Yeah, it's probably.
0: I know. Am I weird? Am I being w- weird? No, you're fine. <laughs> it's not something she wants
1: to talk about. No. Maybe. It's, maybe not. It's none of our business, but.
0: Or maybe she, she's like, who's this weird guy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Asking about my probably ex husband that.
0: But yeah, she. Her, she, hopefully okay. she is with another man now. So that's how I knew that. There was something that didn't involve Christopher Denny and her any longer. So, oh, yeah, oh, but I mean, he, he still has a lot of good ones. Wh- which one do you want to do next? You want sh- to uh, do God's, God's Height? God's
1: Height, and I'll say something about God's Height in that same interview I quoted him from before. They say they, uh, they're asking him about the song God's Height that we're going to play, which is the lyrics are really uh, whimsical in this song,
0: they are a little whimsical, they're a little
1: whimsical because uh, he's. He's talking about his lady being God's height, and she's like too tall to fit in, in his house, and too tall to fit on the bed, and yeah. too tall to like.
0: He can't he's even like see her because she's her. so he, tall. Yeah, he's yeah, like looking it's at just her. silly. Um, it's a little silly, but at the same time, it it kind of, to me what it means. I don't know if this well, what it means to him, but to me what it means is like. You're feeling kind of inadequate. You're feeling smaller than somebody? Well, I'll tell you what he says. Oh, shit. They ask him,
1: where did the phrase come from? And he says, it was just something came out. People think I heard it from somewhere, but that wasn't the case. I was dealing with some insecurity about my divorce from my first wife. And, you know, physically she was taller than me. (laughs) Everything that comes out of me is good happens when I get out of my own way and just let it go. Um yeah, but to say something in a sly way without just being an asshole—that's when you're succeeding. That's where the lyrics came from. That place. So, um, yeah. He says nowadays people just say things blatantly and it sounds stupid. But to say <laughs> something in a sly way, yeah, without just being an asshole—that's when you're <laughs> succeeding. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the way I like the way he talks about it. I like the um, way he writes. So I, love I don't the think way he he's writes. being wrong. Like yeah,
0: he's. I think there is a lot of uh, that kind of lyricism in today's music where it's just. It's just, there's yeah. no there's no mystery to it. It's just, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, like, I like a little mystery. Like, if the roses don't kill us is not is a mystery. It's like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, You know? It's I, probably drugs. <laughs>
0: but oh, Or just yeah. uh, beat up. Uh, I didn't think about it like that. It could be the drugs. Ro- and he's
1: saying us. Because so he's
0: roses about, have thorns and and oh needles. Are... <laughs> 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 I'm sure he thought this through. No, oh, I don't God. think that's it. Well, it could be about drugs, though. I thought it was maybe about um,
1: relationship stuff. I thought or? it was
0: maybe about a relationship because he the talks about kill, kill her, and I was thinking that uh, yeah. maybe it was about like just being showered in attention. Um, mm. Where
1: oh roses like a yeah gesture. everyone's trying to give you the roses, roses don't kill um, her sticking but around here. Will. he's
0: I don't know if that's really it because he's not talking about himself getting roses like he's obviously has never indicated that he's getting showered in attention. You know,
1: I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't. It's funny because uh, this interview that's asking about all these songs on his album, they I, they don't ask him about that song, which is funny because it's the title track. <laughs> yeah. But um,
0: and the best one too.
1: I I would say if like it's why we played it first. Um, so yeah, let's play let's play God's Height. Um, also on this uh album. Uh and it's I love on, yeah, Ooh, If the roses don't kill one us. One other saw thing, the same one.
0: I think it's the uh, is it the second it's
1: track? It's like the um I think it's the second third. track. Third. It's the second track. And it it comes in kind of soft and then the lyrics and the band come in real strong on the first verse and it's kind of a fun little
0: Yeah, it's hit. the second one.
1: Yeah. It's uh Okay.
0: So, yeah, this is called God's Height off uh, If the roses don't kill us. God's Height. <laughs> yeah, so that was like the descending thing that I was talking about It's like the G major descension. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, cool. um, it's it's so simple, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of cool. It's simple and it's great yeah. I love really, that. It's really cool. I really I love like when that. When something
1: simple works in a song,
0: and I really like um, just the the recipe of um, of like instrumentation he has in that song, like the different instrument selection he has for this whole album, really too, is is just such a, it's such a pleasing uh, mix of instruments on your ears. Yeah, Like, with that organ, it has, like, some acoustic guitar, and then it has, like, that really uh, kind of crunchy electric guitar that comes in. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. And Yeah, I really it's just like keeping it, that rhythm. Yeah, yeah. in the
1: back. You're right, it's it's you say chunky or clunky?
0: I think I said chunky. Maybe. They're
1: similar. Chunky, clunky.
0: It has, you know, the bass drums, but it also has, like, that organ in it, too. Yeah. Which kind of satisfies at, like, higher frequency. Yeah in the spectrum anyway i i think that's a great i think the whole album uh for this one anyway if the roses don't kill us uh, there's a, a ton of songs that have a just really good production really production, good production the mix recording instruments is, yeah really good performances by the musicians
1: i love the piano in roses and uh yeah the pianist
0: emily the whose pianist. name is emily yeah, yeah he calls he goes, her out emily
1: and then she does her little simple piano solo, which I love. It's I don't just, think it's simple. It's <laughs> it, just it, ragtime. Is it, that right? Dun, 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 dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. I don't know. There's it, a lot
1: of like clinking, like up and down, like she's banging on it almost. Yeah. And, and she's banging chords out. It's definitely which I bluesy. Love. Yeah. Um, it's not you know some. It's not super complicated. Well, it it probably is. I sound like an asshole because no, I don't it is, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it is but it, complicated for it's sure. Complicated, it's Complicated, but it, play, it's but. also fun. It, yeah. it sounds like she's kind of making it up as she goes along, which I'm sure is not true, but it, it might be. It, it, that's how it sounds. It sounds really natural, kind of just jamming out on it. Yeah. I love that.
0: But I mean, there, his old album does have some good stuff on it. I know that you like it more than I do. I already kind of talked love a little the old album junk on the way that they did the vocals. Whoever was the engineer, I think, was the main issue with that album for me because it sounds like, I said, there's that gate or maybe they're cutting yeah. the actual waveform off in Pro Tools or whatever. They're like cutting it off a little too early so it like sounds like it just falls off a cliff and it's gone yeah. which is it it's not a natural sound so it it's a little jarring it's, it cuts
1: yeah yeah. Y- uh, yeah um i the first album i will say it's it's just a little slower and sadder <laughs> <It is. laughs> in in general <laughs> it's just a sad slow uh album which i i tend to love um but yeah he's definitely grown it's funny cuz his sophomore album you know how you hear about the myth of the sophomore slump, where the first album is gold and then the second is maybe made too quickly or or not as good. And he did yeah. the opposite of that, where it's like well, his he had seven years. are basically he two. had a long <laughs> time. Two. Yeah, he had a long time and
0: a lot of pain, probably too, in those two years. Because we did we already mention that where we he was talking about pain, singing from like pain or whatever, yeah, um, and how you use it to write music. But anyway, he, uh, I, he, you can definitely tell that he did a lot of writing in yeah, that time but he's processing but the other thing about christopher denny is he's not like he's not the most fervent like writer he doesn't write a ton of music like as far as i know he has like 14 15 songs right
1: well he's got about i think 12 oh, on 12, roses so t- sorry more like and 20 like 24 10, yeah 10 there's a there's a cover on uh the first album but I mean, it doesn't mean he's not writing stuff and just throwing it away. Yeah, too, that's but true. But, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's tough to say when you're when you're an addict like that and you're going through these bouts of, you know, bullshit and maybe you're not being as productive. I mean, I've so. gone like
0: a year, and for me, it's not being on drugs, obviously, but it's like, <laughs> no, oh, it's not. <laughs> 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 well, shit. It's like being sa- it's being overly satisfied. Like you're too happy in your life, too you know, happy, and uh, they're just you didn't feel the need to pour your heart in anything or at least i didn't and there's you know there have been years where i wrote like one or maybe two songs if that oh which i is haven't sad, written a song in months which i, is sad. I, I yeah. no, it's
1: sad but when you're happy you're you're content and you're yeah you're maybe not writing because the best mm-hmm. songs are really about going through something right
0: yeah, yeah. But his uh his old album does have some good stuff in it, and one of the ones that we like on it a lot is Age Old Hunger." And it's kind of a bummer song, I to think be honest. I
1: think it's the standout for this album. Like I said, it's it's, it's um a sol- it's
0: the title of the album too. It's the title
1: of the album. Um, yeah, it came out in two thousand seven. Um, there's uh, there's some other really great songs on here, um, but uh. Yeah, I would say Age Old Hunger, which is the title track and also the last track, is um, as far as lyrically... He likes
0: putting those title tracks way down. Way down, yeah. Roses is like seven. Yeah, Roses is like... Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, but Age Old Hunger, it's it's slow. It's uh, the lyrics. I think lyric-wise, this is the standout on this album. Um, Again, the title track, like Roses, but it's... Hell, it's good, so...
0: Yeah, well, I think he knew where his bread was buttered because he did name the albums. Like in each case, he named (laughs) the album after his best song. Yeah, this is
1: the takeaway for me, um, the one that I listened to the most and really felt deeply.
0: All right, yeah, this one's kind of a bummer. Uh, (laughs) 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 It'll definitely bring you down. It Uh, says a lot.
1: It's about songwriting a little. I want to rip through this world with an age-old hunger. It's about, Good lyric.
0: That's a good lyric.
1: It's a great lyric.
0: I want to rip through this world. Yeah. Good. Okay, so here's uh, Christopher Denny, Age Old Hunger, off the album Age Old Hunger. Anyway, I really love that song. We were, just, we were just talking about a bunch of shit while that yeah. was going down. We didn't want to annoy you. I had a friend. Um, I, uh, originally, I was going to be like, oh, and then I'll be talking like during the song and I'll be like trying to talk about like the different <laughs> aspects. Of she, and she was like, that would be so fucking annoying.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> like, I agree. Just let the song and like, play. And no, then you absolutely.
0: Can... And then I was like, you know what? I'm so glad I have people checking me like that because so it'd be, <laughs> that it'd be like, it would be so fucking annoying. It'd be
1: like Mystery Science Theater, but no, yeah, you don't want but that. But not funny and but just not annoying. not funny yeah. And yeah, people actually want to hear it. Um, and it speaks for itself. Um, it's also a great example of that song of just how well this album was recorded. I know he had a pretty incredible he had team. some
0: backing when he uh came back from his rehab uh people believed in him yeah and, that's the and heartbreaking you can tell part people love him uh just by like i said i contacted his ex manager booking agent all those people and you could just tell that people loved him i mean we love him you can tell he's authentic i just feel really bad that he's a mystery i mean we don't know where he is and yeah, that, so that's a bummer.
1: Tim, this is all on his website, um, but Tim Putnam of Partisan Records reconnected with him and they started uh, working on If the Roses Don't Kill Us when he got clean. And when the album was finished, Putnam said he wouldn't release it until Denny had been clean for six months. So basically, they finished that incredible album and then he was sober for six months. And then they released it, and when, which is and crazy. it was released in
0: 2014. But then he disappeared like a year later. So and right. he
1: said right when they released it, at this point in my life, I realized it's more productive to approach my problems by writing songs about them. Which, yeah, yeah. If you can I f- I get like your shit together enough to, you know turn that sorrow into a song, that's pretty amazing, because most of us just want to wallow. So. I,
0: I try to turn my sadness into a song.
1: It's hard. I, For me, yeah, I don't know about Chris, but for me, sadness is a little, de- it can be really debilitating, where you just kind of have to, like, feel, and to, to make it creative, it's funny, Um, our dad's a painter, and once he told me this, and it's such good advice, Um, he said, I said something like oh you know uh I don't I don't ever want to start a painting I don't ever want to like get into it it just it just seems overwhelming and he said you know it's kind of like that old expression you get wet and you want to go swimming he's like just start spend five minutes starting it just what? like spend Why didn't he tell me spend this? five St- minutes Well, we were talking about painting specifically but spend five minutes pick up the guitar and start doing it and you really you you're your brain really does get in the mode. It's same with painting. I'll get my oil paints out. It takes about five minutes to set up, even though I'm so overwhelmed by the setup. I'm like, oh, I got to get the chemicals and the brushes and the paints and everything. I got to get a fresh canvas and I got to cut it or whatever. And then you're just in it and it's just three hours fly by. And like, so... And
0: you're not hungry. Like, you don't think about like snacking. No, you're just in the fucking
1: zone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a special place to be. And I never regret start. I'm never like, oh, I shouldn't have... (laughs) started playing guitar you know no, it's like you, you just not. yeah you you kind of talk your. it's just like anything like this exercising anyone's you know? passion
0: oh yeah exercise is it's true, like,
1: like uh, i don't want to get my shoes on and go, to the, and go to the and then you do it and you're you're like high
0: yeah you know? it's runner's high or whatever you know yeah like, well for exercise i mean with music it's a different kind of high uh oh for sure um for me it feels it feels like uh like kind of like a coffee in the morning or something like that. Like your um, body like feels like at a certain level then you drink that coffee and all of a sudden you f- you feel a little bit better.
1: Our, uh, our cousin Eric says he used to say uh, I'm at stasis. What? Like homeostasis. <laughs> I don't really know what he was talking about but it's so cute. He'd be like oh I have to Shout pee or like oh out. I have to like I want to drink some coffee or like he like basically when he said stasis he meant like he was like at the normal yeah yeah homeostasis yeah yeah yeah, he was like he's like i'm at stasis and i thought it was so adorable i was like yeah i get that not be
0: like super corny bringing back our dad but um he said to me one time it really resonated it was like um you have three different aspects generally i mean i think maybe there are some people who are different but you have three different aspects of things that like give you that homeostasis that our cousin was talking about and he was like It's uh, the body, mind, and soul are the three parts that you have to, you have to, they're like plants you have to water. Right. And they all three have to be doing well. Yeah. And if they're not all three doing well, then you're going to suffer emotionally. And I, you know, everyone deals with depression and whatnot and, and, uh, different levels of it. I mean, there's some people who are way more depressed than me for sure. And I'm not saying I'm depressed all the time, but everyone deals with... I think it's
1: safe to say we've all...
0: Everyone deals with at it. At
1: least scratch the frickin' surface of it because if you have any existential anxiety at all, or just, you know, moving into adult life, any whatever it is, yeah, you're going to...
0: Because when I was getting this speech from him, and we'll, uh, I was like working at a job I hated. I had just come back from Mountain Vibe two years ago where... It was a blast. It That's I, a
1: music festival we play. Yeah. And it's it is a blast. Yeah. It's a love fest. It's and it's it a was big a, positive. A blast. I was like, why am I not doing this all yeah. the time? You know?
0: Yeah. And uh I had a talk with dad and he um he brought up this body, mind and soul idea. And I'm like, Well, what is that exactly? And he went into it and he was like, Well, the body is like, you know, you have to keep a little bit of physicality up. Right. You can't just be like Job the Hutt, you know, no. just like lying down, <laughs> like just yeah. be a sloth. Like you have oh, to. Oh, I
1: think we all agree that when you when you are active in any way, um, you've, you're happier.
0: Yeah. And like I felt like I had those bases covered because I play like a lot of. You I did. Mean, yeah, no, you, seen, i would never say I play I a lot of did. ultimate Frisbee yeah. and like I know that's super goofy for people who've never heard it before. It's not I play a lot me. of ultimate Frisbee it's and thing. it's like running around. It's like, yeah, it was definitely my thing. I I I mean, like some of my best friends are ultimate Frisbee players like rather than musicians, which is hilarious, but... Um,
1: hey, you're just connecting with people.
0: Yeah, it's just That's playing, a, you know, playing. Yeah. So I felt like I had that pretty well covered. Um, my mind, my while well, my office job was, you know, boring, and it wasn't what I wanted to do, at least it was, like, it kept my mind... Mentally stimulating? It was mentally stimulating in the way that you're crunching numbers, you know? It's like Oof. being in math class. Like, you... Yeah. You are, your mind is stimulated, whether or not, you're not just like watching Spongebob on the TV every day, you know, like.
1: Right. Or being a receptionist like I was for about a year where you literally don't do anything unless somebody buzzes in and asks for You're just like on BuzzFeed for eight hours. Yeah, it's a nightmare. (laughs) Get off BuzzFeed. I don't like it. I'm just saying that I, when you have nothing else going on. You'd you'd be surprised. Eight hours you have to sit at a desk and wait for people to walk in. You'd be surprised what you look up. I was constantly looking up like
0: like serial killers, killers and shit. Dom <laughs> and I was like, I was
1: like, are they going to be able to read about what I looked up and think oh, that I'm sure crazy? <laughs> for sure they are. For
0: sure they are. One hundred percent. Sorry. No, I uh, I looked that shit up too, and then I'm like, I'm like, cl- I'm at work. <laughs> I go. Can I go to incognito windows at work, or do they know that I'm on incognito windows? I
1: do that at work, and because then they
0: must think I'm looking at porn. Right? No, no, no. Like,
1: I I use incognito because I have my work Gmail and my personal Gmail, and if you use incognito, you can have both open at once. Oh, I know. Okay. So that's that was my. Chat. That's how we Emily chat. and I chat on. That Gmail was my excuse because I, I have a work day. email that I Gmail that I have up because we have a Gmail Google Hangouts at my work with the yeah. whole. Uh, winery, And I can also talk to you. And that's why I use incognito. I think people, I think incognito has a bad rap. And I think we need to. Well, because everyone likes <laughs> a porn
0: on incognito. But no, who's watching no, porn at work? No, well, no, it's I fine. mean, people do it. I wasn't doing it. but God, like... I
1: think people did it in like the 90s when it was like, <laughs> no one knows what I'm doing on the internet. And now they're just like, oh shit, everyone knows what I'm doing every second of every day. I, th- I like to think people are a little more aware of their uh internet footprint that's not a word but i think it's, it's not kinda, a term i mean
0: i get it I like know they're tracking
1: I'm... everything like look something up and you know get on amazon later there's an ad for it
0: no that shit's weird <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's whatever it depends on who's looking it up really i mean like i would you know have this incognito window <laughs> open at work and then i was like do they know that i'm opening incognito windows because if they do then what do they think I'm looking up? Because, oh, no, I think like, they can see everything. No, and, no, and, they can't. Well, when I, you, well, can they?
1: When you pull up incognito, it says, this This is not hidden from your employer or Fuck, the I, government, basically. No,
0: it doesn't say it Here, I'm going to pull it up some does. incognito it that. shit right here. It says here. that.
1: When it has a little spy guy, it says something along the lines of like, yeah, it, it's not. It's nothing secret. It's just. A
0: mess. Oh damn it! Your employer school. Okay, well. Employer school. Okay, good so. Thing, no, I literally did not look up porn, so that's good. I did look up shit like Emily was talking about, though, like. Oh, true crime and shit. Yeah, like Bundy, true crime shit and I'm just sure. like,
1: well, I'll be listening to a podcast about her, then I'm like, I want to see what he looks like, and then I just am googling some fucking asshole serial killer, and then I'm just like, what? Anyway, but I, I don't know. If if the, you know, as far as schools and work goes, if somebody's googling a bunch of real creepy shit, like how like
0: to how to kill kids and How to find a bunch of guns or something, then you know
1: what? If we're keeping track of that, I fuck they it. They need
0: to google how to find Get a bunch of guns and yeah. they I don't know well, what, what country ass. they're living in because they can just it's creep pretty, down this street. Pretty it's pretty pretty easy here. It's
1: embarrassing.
0: So anyway, my, easy. so my dad yeah. was talking about uh Sorry, that's No, a no, it, we sidebar. We <laughs> he went off on the what I would cover the mind technically because I do I do other stuff like I'll play like I'll play like online chess or I'll play right. like uh, crossword. We've always been very good at chess. Crossword puzzles and stuff like that, and um, so I felt like my mind was simulated, but then I had a big empty hole in myself that I just wasn't. I had no idea.
1: What was the third thing? It was body, mind, and, and
0: soul. Hole in your soul is whatever. I had a hole in my soul. hole in your soul. I think that that stuff was, you know, whatever. And it drives. Different people have different passions. Like my frisbee friends, their soul is frisbee. Like that's literally what they love to do. Bless them. You know, I like, mean,
1: I, I have no. But I, like, mine wasn't. Yeah. That. And I and I and I'll say and I and I know you agree with me here. I don't. I'm never one to judge what makes somebody else feel fulfilled like if if you whatever you do that makes you feel fulfilled hell yeah like as long as I your soul's happy I wish it was like happy.
0: watching uh, the warriors did, games and I wish was it was like you know? walking
1: dogs I don't know what yeah. makes people feel but like i for girls me,
0: love dogs like that could be it it could be of, it for a lot me of
1: but i i'm constantly going god i should be creating and i think I we're creative people yeah, and so way. and we also do this guilt thing where we If we're not creating, we're like shit. What did I do last night? I watched The Office for four hours and drank a bottle of wine. What am I doing? You know, and it's like you. (laughs) We we just drank a bottle of wine tonight, so let's. (laughs) I mean, we shared it though, so it's fine. But
0: Bueller. Bueller. Yeah, it's a Bueller wine.
1: Bueller. Uh, Anyway, uh, from straight out of St. Helena, B-U-E-H-L-E-R vineyards.
0: But about like so, about the soul, like I realized my creativity wasn't being uh, met. Exactly. My creativity uh, quota was not being met. Yeah. And Santa Barbara is like a really fun town to be in because there are so many distractions. You know, there's like, there's always a place to go drinking with friends. There's the beaches, there's the sun, there's the mountains. I love beautiful girls everywhere. (laughs) It's just like, there's just, it's like distraction, distraction, distraction. And And it's hard to... I love it there. Oh, it's so great. And
1: I love... I got to say really quick... um, It's just hard to grow in that kind of environment. I love the uh, mentality of the people there. They're all... I think they're all genuinely kind of happy and not... They don't have this kind of anxious, angry vibe that some cities have of Mm -hmm. people that are unhappy. Um...
0: Well, the quality of life there is obviously is, is hard to beat. I think
1: privilege and what, whatever, whatever. But it's well, there's
0: a lot of people like I was who are like living in houses with like four other dudes exactly. who are in their like late it's 20s. It's a bit of a
1: college town vibe, but I feel like people yeah. there are oh gosh, it's just a California California living. It's just it people it's are the, really it's happy. The American
0: Riviera.
1: The riv-
0: <laughs> That's what it's called, I think, the right? The Riviera. The American Riviera.
1: Okay, all right, I'll take that. It is that, I think. So I want to say, on. so I so when it comes to work, there's things that make your soul happy. For me with work, I don't know. I, I worked a job for a couple years as an art teacher, and that job, and you were also a music teacher. Mm-hmm. For a while and that job is sort of taking all the things you love and it's like okay here's a job that you're passionate about um and it's it's fulfilling right it's you you feel yeah. good about it you leave home and you're like i taught somebody how to paint today i, I taught somebody how to play if guitar today into if they're, they're into, oh, sometimes it makes me want to yeah ugh. That's wrong. um but
0: you're like why are you here on that I don't
1: know. <laughs> why why are your parents you? Te- so i was teaching adults art and uh I haven't, I taught kids art for about a year. I taught elementary school, but, um, different vibes, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I would come home. My, my problem with that was I would come home from teaching art at my job and come home. And the last thing I wanted to do was do art. I felt so that that's, that's a, little too. That's a double that edged sword. Yeah. If you're teaching guitar all day, you come home and you're like, I just want to do something else. Like I used to work in restaurants and I had a chef who was a cook.
0: But you just always want to eat still. So.
1: And well, but I would ask him, I, I would, one time I was just waiting for him to finish something and I was like, hey, you know, I was a waitress and I was like, hey, you know, do you cook for your wife? And he goes, oh, I don't cook at all at home. I'm cooking for eight hours a day. And I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> like, of course, why would yeah. you, why on earth would you come home and play? And I, and I feel the same way about that with like.
0: He, and he's like, that's a woman's job. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did not say, for the record, he did not say that. He did not say that. But, um, I, I got that though because I was like, shit, like I would teach art. I'd teach an art class and then i come home and I'm like, fuck, I I've been painting all day. You know, I don't, I don't want to, paint you know you of just want to unwind so so there is a little bit of an argument for a job that's maybe not your direct passion because yeah. i like to have that a little sacred i like it to be sacred i mm-hmm. like my my art and my music to be a little sacred although i i i, I mean the dream is to
0: is to do what you love and get yeah. paid
1: for it. Um, so there, there has to be a balance. I've, I've not figured it out. I think some people have. I haven't <laughs> figured it, it out great. either.
0: I just got fired slash quit from my last job. But Which I, I think, think was a good... I think it's good. I hated it so much. Like, I've never felt so miserable since, like, middle school. You know, like, the most miserable When age. you're
1: at a job, I've had uh, just a very small handful of jobs like that where you're literally on the clock at your job... And you're kinda of sitting there or standing there and you're just like, I want to walk out the door like that like yeah, genuinely that. thinking that, yeah. of like fuck it, I'm just gonna walk out the door that's that's toxic. That yeah. your your brain and your body are going into flight mode. <laughs> They're just like fuck this. Like we better need to than
0: go. No, know, but better, than fight, no, better than fight mode. I don't want to fight. No flight. but better than fight. No, it's better than fight mode. I don't want to fight all of my but coworkers. But no. that, I was damn near like fight or flight. Like literally because it's I was survival like, shit. I You're like I need to get out of here. Or I
1: will die. Yeah,
0: I hate these people. <laughs> like I want to <laughs> either fight them or fl- flight them. I'm gonna
1: flight them right now. <laughs> New new burn. Like I'm going to flight them. I'm going to
0: flight this badge. I had
1: one job in my, I've had so many jobs from working in restaurants forever, but I had one job that I walked out of and I do, to this day, I don't regret walking out because I was so miserable and I was being treated so shitty um, by the manager of this restaurant and I just walked out. And I and I'm a good worker and I'm you know and I think you are too I know you are and to to have somebody who's a good employee and I like am, good at their really. job and conscientious and like cares about doing a good job to have them walk out that's that's the company fucking up or the restaurant fucking up like that's 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 higher up anyway I mean this we're job, not assholes we're not
0: I don't it's not think our fault. I am. Uh, <laughs> But I don't want to talk about my ex job, nah, my ex jobber friend. Uh, my ex friend. I know. I do. I do. Like understand that, you know, you need to do something to make a living, and that's, that's kind of the, the for me it's such a bummer because like it's
1: a huge bummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like such it's a, a huge bummer. Yeah, it's like I, shit, for, I gotta build houses or like. Yeah, yeah teach because kids all, or something, you have the you only know?
0: thing you have in life that's like a, a finite amount is time. And that's very And true. I think Jim Morrison said it the best way. He's like, trade in your hours yeah, yeah, for a yeah. handful Wait, of dimes.
1: Trade in your hours for a handful of dimes. I'll play it in the background. It's so fucking good. going make it but, uh, if we
0: try. Basically, you're mortgaging or you know, you're, what, what's the fucking word? Mortgaging your life. To to pay for, you know, certain things.
1: I've been sitting And if you don't, you're a piece of shit. I'm sure I'm sure every single one of us has been sitting at a job or in a fucking classroom in some bullshit class where you're just like, I this is just a monumental waste of my time.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. It's just
1: like you're counting down like God. Yeah. Is it five to one? It's five oh, to one. Oh, I yeah. knew it, okay. There's that fat
0: underbelly. That's the organ? Yeah.
1: Because they don't have a bass player. They actually
0: recorded with a bass player quite a bit. Um, Oh, they're
1: pulling a black keys, white stripe situation. Yeah.
0: A lot of people are like, you know, they never played with a bass player. I'm like, actually, they did quite a bit. That's not even a fact. Yeah. (laughs) They just didn't want to cut him in on the royalties. Like, (laughs) that's basically it. They wanted to hire his ass for a show or they wanted to hire his ass for a recording. And then.
1: I, um. Was it John Densmore, the drummer?
0: Yeah, John Densmore. Okay, so
1: he wrote a book about.
0: Uh, yeah, it's is it what is it? Riders on the Storm. It's, I
1: think it's Riders on the Storm. When it's it? there's also No One Here Gets Out Alive. I think I read Riders on the Storm Ooh, by Densmore, and I think a random dude wrote No One Here Gets Out Alive. The black yeah, cover. Yeah, John
0: Densmore wrote. I think it's. Uh, I think he wrote.
1: I read that in high school, and and you. I think you told me you're like the vibe of that whole book is like the the he's whole band. Terrified. The whole band
0: was afraid of Jim Morrison. They were like, "It is Riders on the Storm." It's, by right, yeah. John Densmore, yeah. Uh, Great rec- book, by the way. Recommend. <laughs> Go ahead and check it out.
1: 1621 it's... on Amazon. Amazon, Prime. Oh, yeah. Kindle though. six fifty. Oh shit! Yeah. I don't can't get on the Kindle train. I can't do it. Um, how what dare a, you
0: disparage their brand on, I, on this podcast? I like <laughs> I like you.
1: holding a book and turning the pages and finishing it and like getting to the end, knowing when I'm at the end. I don't know. I I I'm, I, I don't like know. burning them the best. Oh, that's, you like yeah, the the fire? The yeah, right, right. <laughs> I like I like I don't know. I like the way it treats my eyes, although I know they obsessively like try to make it good on your eyes, the Kindle.
0: But yeah, the doors. Are a whole different story. You're like this. The vibe of this book is like John Densmore is terrified of Jim Morrison. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. I, think I don't think. I, he got pulled
1: it, did, into the band kind of weirdly. So it was Raymond Zarek friends with Jim. Yeah. And then. And, and then Ray
0: they, was a fucking weirdo, dude. Like. Yeah. I love. Probably, R- you know I love him. I actually met him one time. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh,
1: because you saw The Doors without Jim Morrison. Is that right?
0: Yes. Right. Uh, my old band, Asriel, played... Uh, Sorry, you
1: played with the Doors. I played
0: with the Doors. I opened I, uh, for them. No, opened I opened for
1: the fucking Doors. Who's we their was singer it? now? It was like the
0: 40... How many years? So it was 1967 was the original Monterey Pop Festival. And That's this was right. 2007. So what is that? 40-year anniversary? It was
1: some amount of years later. I think it's
0: a 40-year anniversary. It was yep. a year after... <laughs> The year after, I know they
1: had a f- they had a fake Jimi Hendrix too, right? Because you played. They Monterey did have Pop. a
0: fake Jimi Hendrix. Did you go to that show?
1: No, oh. I was probably fourteen. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> You're not allowed in our hotel I was party. Too young. No, you weren't no. fourteen. You were like. So what year was that was it? 2017. I was so sixteen. I was 19. Oh, yeah. 2007,
1: were... not 2017. Yeah. I was. I was sorry,
0: 16. 2007. Yeah. Um,
1: and Monterey, didn't Jimi Hendrix? we was. He the army his. at Monterey or something. He was stationed in Monterey. Didn't you tell me uh, that? Uh no, no, no. No, sorry. He was
0: he was stationed in uh, uh like I th- I want to say like Tennessee or somewhere Oh, I like thought that. it was Monterey. Let me let me look it up. Jimmy um, Hendrix uh he was he grew up in Seattle um
1: I know there's a lot of barracks. He was a
0: paratrooper. I want to say it was like Tennessee well, Monterey, or like South Carolina, somewhere weird.
1: Okay, because I know CSU Monterey has uh, the old barracks are used as uh, dorms now. God, this really cool. article
0: I pull up trying to fucking shove his name in the dirt. Who? Did Jimi Hendrix get kicked out of the army for masturbating? Probably not. Maybe. <laughs>
1: That's a maybe. hard maybe. Yeah,
0: hard maybe um like
1: they can be picky come on just.
0: i'm not really seeing oh it was in fort campbell so tennessee or, oh you're right boom i nailed it
1: you did nail it yeah don't test Stewart's jimmy hendrix knowledge Dude, ever don't even try
0: yeah i'm neck deep absolutely neck deep but um shit what were, <laughs> what were we talking about before wow, hendrix uh we were oh, talking we're about, the talking the about doors, jim morrison jim. oh i met i met ray Manzarek. thank you i met there ray Manzarek. uh so this was 2007 with my band Asriel. Um Originally, I was going to be the lead singer of a Who cover band, but they fired me, much like...
1: What was the Who cover band called?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Because um, I have so many names in Honestly, the, in I my don't head. remember. Was I was honestly the don't what? remember. Was it the where? No, it was the probably The when?
0: Like, <laughs> it was probably like the Kids Are Alright or some bullshit like that. Uh you
1: know? it's not a bad name. It's a great song.
0: It is, it is a great song, and the Who are a fucking awesome band.
1: I remember when Matt was in a... Our cousin Matt was in a Who cover band. No. Was it the Happy Jacks? No. The no, the Boris? Not. The Sp- I don't know. I'm just I don't think stop. Matt
0: was in a Who cover band.
1: Uh, I might be wrong. In the Steve no, no, that was class? like a Steve Sage Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a different...
0: No, the cat wants to be in the other box now. It's very rude. Yeah. Yeah, hey.
1: it's very rude.
0: So there's three boxes on the wall, and uh, basically they were all fighting for the top one, and then one conceded and went to the bottom one, and now uh, the one that won the top one wants the other one, but he just Like I
1: said, wherever the other one is, that's where he would like to steal. He's just a bully. He's a bully. He's kind of an asshole. It's fine. the way cats work. Ray (laughs)
0: like we were playing this show at the Monterey Fairgrounds, same venue, I believe, as the original Monterey Pop Festival. That's awesome. And, um, we, this dude who, he kicked me out of this fucking Who cover band, uh, because I guess I, I mean, I thought I was doing fine. I guess I wasn't. I mean, like, what can you what do? What do you mean? Like, like, playing? I was a singer. Yeah. I guess they didn't think that I sounded authentic enough. I don't know. I got, I got kicked out and, um. So it sounds
1: like he was like an old washed up asshole that was like oh this skinny to, 20 try- year old is trying to sing my music i don't like, think i was good
0: that? at like performing like him like where oh, you're like spinning him. the microphone and like doing all that kind of shit that takes but why would i, I do still that? don't
1: spin the fucking microphone that's we well, gotta like, tape it up
0: you gotta tape it up yeah
1: like yeah. i feel like that kind of confidence it's like ugh, i don't know I just I just hate when somebody gets on stage, like especially a young person. It would be
0: sick if you spun the microphone. By the way, that would be dope.
1: I'll 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 work on it.
0: So anyway, I, I just I feel sick.
1: like it's so fucked up when like that's
0: old school. By the way, spinning the microphones like old school.
1: That's that yeah, dope. but like anyway, I I just feel like it's so fucked up when like a, a an elder of a of a of a th- of a thing like music says to a younger person like. You're not doing a good job. Like, it's fine to be like, hey, you got to fucking work harder. Hey, you got to be better. But I hate to just, like, hey, you're not – I don't like what you're – like, just, like, blatant just – Shitting record, on you. Criticism. I don't think this
0: was like that. He, okay. I like it was okay. one of those situations where protective. like I drove to Hayward for like months to practice with this band, right? And then they just fired me without any like this was a blindside firing because they never were like, hey man, can you try to do this a little different or can you do this a little different? No, nothing like that. It they was were like, you're like, done. There was there was no criticism. Yeah, no constructive no, no, criticism. Nothing. They were just like, you're done. Yeah. So anyway, but they offered like you know an olive branch, uh, and they're okay. like. Azrael, my old original band, you guys can play. Which is better than
1: you playing in a cover band. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we played at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday of this festival, which was fine. because Dude,
1: we've played the 10 a.m. spot at Mountain Vibe, and it's fun. Because you get get your set over. And then you get the whole day. Everybody's sober for your set. You think. I don't know if they are, but you think everyone's sober for your set and really hear you. And I had one person say, oh, I woke up. And heard you guys playing, and I, like, woke up to you, and that's nice. Oh, it's
0: totally I don't mind oh. playing
1: in the morning at a festival. I'm not like, mad at and it. And I was hungover as shit. And your voice was the remedy. No, now I'm just, now I'm reaching. Oh, and my- <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just oh, reaching. Oh, sweetie, no. Oh, it wasn't the remedy. They needed aspirin. But,
0: so, I was, the. I got kicked out of this fucking band. I played the, like, 11 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever it was, slot. The best at, slot, yeah. The with slot. Azrael, there were probably there were a good amount of people though. There, there were at least like five hundred, six hundred people there though. That's like, awesome. Um, and it was one of the bigger shows I've ever played, and That's I was badass. like twenty years old or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think you were younger. Two thousand seven, you were 2007, nineteen. I was like nineteen. Yeah, yeah.
0: and just a baby. Um, it was a rough show. It didn't go well. Um, but I, it was like tough to. We were so young and inexperienced, we couldn't get our monitor mix right. So, like, we couldn't, like, hear ourselves very well, and it just didn't go well. Shit. But it is what it is, you know? And that's it's, why it's so it's, important uh, to get that monitor mix right.
1: And and I think a lot of anybody that's been on stage can relate to this. Like, have you ever played a show where the sound was so... Not, sound not bad, great. but like sketchy on stage. Oh, yeah. That you had no fucking
0: idea The sound how been great. the show went. Because we've
1: think. played well. There's that, but we've we've played shows where it's like, it's just a fucking mystery. Like we get off stage and we're like, ah, oh, we couldn't really hear. Like could like, and people were like, you did great or whatever. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And the thing is, is like with this one, we like played our show. Um, and then I kept hassling this guy for, like, the all-access passes because I'm like, you fucking promised me that at least. You know, because when he broke up with me, um, he... He <laughs>
1: feels like a fucking breakup. He felt like
0: an asshole. I've been I kicked out of tell. a band. I, I get, felt like I He it. felt like an asshole, so he offered Azrael yeah. to play the show, and he offered the all-access passes to my band. And so I was hassling him the whole day. We were drinking White Russians, walking around oh. the campgrounds. <laughs> That, I love white that russians of yeah, yeah. all the
1: drinks we're drinking let's white take, russians let's we're cruising do the milky around, one and
0: i Gross. finally get the all-access passes and like we cruise on over to like the main stage and we're yeah. like chilling you know thinking we're super fucking dope um our bell bottoms and shit and like uh and then i cute. turn the corner and it's uh it's rayman zarek and robbie krieger and you smoke. recognize them Of you, course. Of course. Yeah. They look
1: the fucking same,
0: right? No, they look old as fuck. But well they, but they, they look, look the same. Yeah. they look the
1: same. Yeah.
0: And they seem really adult. I was like, Ray, Robbie. Like <laughs> That's I felt exactly like Exactly what them. you should do. Yeah. And and I yeah. was like, I love you guys and they're like, Hey Aww. Like they felt like kinda rattled, you know. I could tell that they were kinda like, Oh shit. It. And Aww. then I felt kind of bad. I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have come in so hot, you know, but yeah. I've been drinking white Russians all day like it was a thing
1: and it's it's all positive, you know it's like you- i don't know you you just admire them
0: anyway. I met him I was in and out, that was it. And uh, watching them play, later went into the audience, watching them play, they killed it. It was, uh, I think they ended up being called like Riders on the Storm or some shit like that. I know we've mentioned that a lot. I but think the
1: ba- their band name was, it couldn't be The it Doors. It was The Doors.
0: Oh, it was The Doors was of the it? 21st century. Oh. That's what it was called. Okay. They were The Doors and they got sued by John Denmore, like, being a dick. He's Dude, like, is you, he the you're asshole? You're not the doors. Is he the? I'm uh, the doors.
1: <laughs> who's, the, who's the CCR guy that's a dick? Oh, John Fogarty. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, you guys can't be in the band, nor can you take any, play any I don't know. I think that's kind of shitty. He
0: he sold. He first of all, he like bullied the whole band into giving him like exclusive negotiating rights for the band. And okay. then he negotiated himself and the band into a garbage-ass contract that basically, f- like, fucked the entire band. And they didn't really have their own masters anymore. Shit. And, like, he actually got sued when he went solo for sounding too much like Credence.
1: <laughs> he
0: literally got sued. You
1: sound too much like your own band.
0: John Fogerty, when he went solo, he got sued by the people who owned the masters of Credence who were, like, you sound too much God, like.
1: Speaking of a love-hate voice, I love, I love CCR, and I love John Fogerty's voice, but he he's definitely grating to the point where, where I know our uncle hates John Fogerty's voice. Yeah. yeah, he fucking hates.
0: He can he deal with a few it. songs, right? He's
1: like, I can't. I, I think my husband's the same way. He's like, four songs and I'm over it. Like I can't and it. I I I uh I relate to that as a singer it's like I'm very sensitive to a voice and if I don't like a singer I it's really hard for me to kind of process you know what message they're trying to give me in a song um because there's this wall of like I don't I don't like you know what I'm hearing it's just grating but I don't know it's a love hate I wouldn't mind being a love hate voice. I, I'm fine with that. No,
0: I, I love it or hate it. I think <laughs> you and I are both love hate voices because I, I
1: agree with that. I've I've, I've heard, heard
0: people just be like, "Dude, I just I just can't even with you." Like <laughs> I, I, uh, with I was you, in a girl. band
1: and I won't name the band, but I was in a band um Why not? where one of the members uh said like, "God, I just I can't stand her voice." And like, "I I fucking get it, dude." I've listened to my own voice and I'm just like, "Ugh." Ugh, you know, it, like I, I, I get it. Um, I have a very you do too kind of um, it's a love or hate voice. I'll say that, and uh, I can't, I can't get emotional about my voice, and that's what I've, I've tried to learn how to do. It's like if people don't like it, it's not.
0: But I think if you just like, I think there's different things that that people are taking into account because I've noticed, you know, being your brother forever, obviously, and like, is you have forever. different. Different ways that you sing sometimes, like you'll sing from the chest like super hard, like um in Mountain Vibe Live, like the very first song in Mountain Vibe Live, like that Emily is different from some Emily's that I've heard in the past, and it's like yeah, when you sing that way, you're killing it, and yeah. then sometimes when you try to sing a different way, I'll notice it, and I'll be like you you gotta you gotta be more like that girl, you know well
1: also, and I mean. I've been By girl, singing I mean for, independent woman. I've, thanks for clarifying.
0: <laughs> I've been clarify.
1: uh, I've been singing for well over 10 years, maybe like
0: 15. Longer than that. No, longer than that. How like old are you? 15, like, I'm 29. All uh, right.
1: So I think I started so actually singing at like. 15
0: years. Even you were in choir at 15 or 14.
1: Um, I think I started choir my sophomore year at 16, you were like 16, to be honest. Okay, so 15. So, so anyway, I, I went through a lot of stages of singing where I was Shout like. Shout out Keith Coppage. shout shout out, out, shout out. Um, Where it was like, oh, Emily, you have a really good low voice. You should sing low. So when I first got into the music scene, I was singing just low. And when I was in that band... the Emily Bell Band. I was the low backup singer.
0: Dude, we're doing shout outs all over. Shout out Emily Bell, Bell Dude, Band here. It was a
1: great band. I learned so fucking much being in that band. Um, and Jenny Brown was the high backup and I was the low. And I was like, okay, I'm like a contralto. I'm an alto. Basically a fucking.
0: You're not though. You I'm can, not I mean, though. you are, but you're you, right. No, you you're can, right. Like, you're more than I that. I
1: can. I have that range, but that's not my sweet <clears> spot and I, and you help me find my little like sweet spot of my range where it's like oh no i can sing high and i don't want to use the word country because i feel like it's so convoluted with shitty fucking pop republican trumpy country i'm just going to say it i don't it's care it's horrible it's so fucking bad and, and like so, so when much you good say country out there. like when i tell people i'm like our band is a little bit country a little bit country yeah. And, yeah. but i tell people i'm like we're a little bit country um, but not fucking shitty country. Like, I feel like I have to like clarify, like we're not uh, just poppy shit that's coming out like Toby Keith. Um, we're, we're going back to the roots of country, which is, I don't know, very, it's Johnny Cash. Yeah. It's, it's Loretta Lynn. It's Patsy fucking Klein, dude. It's like, yeah. uh, Dolly Parton. Damn, preach girl. Dolly damn, Parton, here, dude. Just like, damn. A huge Loretta Lynn fan, so I just no, I can't. she's great. Oh, dude, she she played guitar. She's a badass.
0: Those chicks were so badass. Here, let me pull up a Loretta, Loretta, Loretta. Loretta
1: Lynn here. does a song with Jack White that I have to say, and I'm a, I'm we're both old school White Stripes fans. Old
0: um, OG, oh, oh, dude. The oh, song gee.
1: that look, it's I know she talks about a slow gin fizz. I think it's called. Oh, it's a city. Is it called Oregon or Portland? Anyway, it's uh, it's Jack White and Loretta Lynn. He like.
0: Is it uh, he uh,
1: produced her new album? Oh, I was
0: thinking the Holly Go Lightly song. You're uh, thinking of Holly Go Lightly, yeah,
1: yeah. who's oh. also great.
0: Yeah. Here's a uh, coal miner's daughter in 1971. It's the first thing great that popped book up. I read. Her. I'm a coal miner's daughter. That's not the That's song. That's funny how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: She wrote her own. She was like a, just like Patsy Cline, like a housewife that picked up a guitar. She had to stop playing guitar because of some physical issue, too.
0: I love that house. That was some old school shit. Like, what yeah. was this? Uh, Grand Ole Opry or some shit? What is this?
1: Butcher Holler is the it's town National where she's Ma- from. Yeah. She was like one of I like... I love that dress. Yeah.
0: It's like a... She was
1: like, like one of like 8 kids or something and they lived in like this shack with no bathroom. Like she really had this like Really? Oh, fuck yeah. I read Coal Miner's Daughter, dude. It's so dude, good.
0: She's I love that.
1: She's one of those dude, Loretta Lynn is She's an American treasure, as our mom likes to say a lot. He's an American. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not on point? No, it's still on the nose. <laughs> it's like two
0: on the nose. Like, it's two on the She's nose. She's
1: an American <laughs> treasure. But it's true. It's true. <laughs> when mom says it and it's true, I'm just like, fuck, yeah. Like, we just, somebody just passed away and she was like, that was an American treasure. And I was like, it
0: was. It wasn't Loretta Lynn. It wasn't She's, Loretta still alive. Lynn. She's, She's still alive. She's doing just
1: fine. Um, anyway. No, she, she's she one the of She those... did a song with the white stripes she was saying. So her and or, Jack, sorry, white, Jack White um, do this incredible song. I think it's called Portland. Um, look it up. And he produced and played a lot of guitar on her newest album, which is like Van Leer Rose or, or something like that. She's in a big blue dress in the front. Um, yeah, she's real special. She was a guitar player. Um, somebody gave her gu- a guitar and back before... T- that's it, right there.
0: That's the one? All right. Yeah.
1: Portland, Oregon. I nailed it.
0: Jack White being a... F-
1: God, I love Jack White. No, I love him so much.
0: I actually heard a song on his new album that I didn't dislike, and generally, I haven't been into his new stuff.
1: I haven't either. Um, God, I love...
0: I love... I the, do- fir-
1: the first couple... The first five White Stripes albums, if that's as many as they made, are just so incredible. Sugar Never Tastes So Good, De Stills, White Blood Cells, Elephant, Elephant. How do you De say, De say it? It's something in French.
0: Oh, God. I wish it's, I... about,
1: it's about visuals, and I can't remember what it was. I looked it up when I was like 14 and like super nerdy about the White Stripes. And
0: Well, you still are a nerd. I still am so interesting. What
1: year was this song?
0: It had to have been like 2008. It looks like like 2008. Those are the, those are, uh, that's Lil Jack. Uh, that's um the dude from, uh fuck, what am I trying to say? The, uh, what's his other band called? Damn it. Oh, the
1: Dead Weather? No, no, no. no. Um, they do, my baby's on the level. The Rack and Tours. Yeah, the yeah, Rack Tours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he got Lil that's Jack playing Tours bass. has got
0: Little Little Jack playing bass on this one. I don't know if that drummer's the same. It,
1: a really good song. Like it's all white stripes-y That's right there. That's some white stripe shit. That's yeah. some white stripe shit right there. But then she comes in and it's just pure fucking country. Ugh, it's so good.
0: I've Jack White's awesome. God damn it. He he was so inspirational to me. But he seems like he's a complete prick I had to say it I know uh... he, Like Why does he beef with Dan Auerbach so bad He acts like he's the first white guy Who played the blues
1: or played in a two-piece.
0: Or played in a two-piece. Like
1: I have such a soft spot for him. I was so in love with him in middle school. I have to school. say I'm like, te- <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. I'm just like, no, We've I love him. We've gone this before. I have to say I like, I,
0: if you have to pick one, I'm team Black Keys. Like
1: I think I think Dan Auerbach is a nice guy, and I've seen them both live. I think I think Jack White is a little more of the artist mentality where he's like, oh, we've met these artists that are like incredible songwriters, incredible guitar players, incredible musicians, and they're just kind of weirdos. You know, they're just kind of like, they can't really, like socially, they just don't try um, or they don't care. And I think that's the type that he is. I think he's so genuinely good at his craft that social shit he just like can't. But I also think he was being a dick. Trying what, do you to think fight with Dan what do you think up with Dan Arbach.
0: What do you think, dude? I think he'd beat the fuck out of Dan Arbach.
1: I love Dan Arbach.
0: Jack White is kind of big. Um,
1: I know. I've seen him.
0: Yeah, watch Blackpool Lights. Uh,
1: Blackpool Lights. He's is got, so great. Oh, it's. He's so got good. some.
0: He's got some like MMA muscles in that fucking show like he's he, he's lean but he looks he looks strong. he was
1: lean in like the early days like the first white stripes record
0: he's lean but, like, he's but kind of built skinny. like it looks yeah. like he like does push-ups or some shit like that like he doesn't look like he's just on the couch he's doing from nothing. detroit
1: dude he's not fucking around <laughs> he's Did, uh, didn't he
0: disown detroit he's like man i'm going to nashville like fuck detroit or whatever i mean
1: that's how i feel about my hometown it's i i get it i get it don't There's say a little, that about concord how dare I w- you i would never
0: how dare you I would you? never
1: anyway loretta lynn is a fucking american treasure <laughs> 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 she is dude i love her so much oh read her read coal miner's daughter it's one of the best uh it's not quite a memoir it's it's like a I guess it's an autobiography. I don't know. Um, it's an autobiography? It's, so it's, it's her writing her life story so with, with, with help, right?
0: It's an autobiography with a right. ghostwriter. With a ghostwriter, right. Okay. So
1: just like Billie Holiday's Lady Sings the Blues, fucking amazing, heartbreaking. God damn, dude. But yeah, Loretta Lynn is special. Anyway, I think we were talking about our form of country, and that's that's why oh. I started talking about Loretta no, Lynn. No,
0: I like getting sidetracked. I think I, I think sidetracked is side fine. It's how like, no conversations about, happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but our form of country, I don't think we even are that country.
1: I don't even say that. Well, I feel are like we even
0: that country, like our most country song, is like shit that goes like then. Well, but people here we don't sound country. Like I'm not singing in a southern accent, neither are you.
1: I'm not, but I don't know. Well, brother, I can see. That sounds country to people. It's no. just the way I sing, but people have said I, that it sounds country.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, like, I don't, I think that we definitely have country uh, influence. Influence. Yeah. Good country. Oh. I There's think so. There's so much good country. So much. Can I just say, so, so, really so, so, quick,
1: so, so just to name drop, I love Hank Williams. Just original. I love his kids and his grandkids and Hank 2 and 3. Fine. I like Hank but Jr. I love him. I love him. But Hank Williams, just all his little shitty recordings that he does of him playing this incredible guitar and just
0: Hank writing Williams about... Hank Jr. can play too.
1: Jambalaya, codfish pie, me oh my He's just singing that kind of shit and it's... it's Yeah, I just I I absolutely love Hank Williams. I have a very soft spot. I think he's
0: great. I think Hank Williams to you is kind of like how Elvis Presley is for me. Like okay, like Elvis Presley for me. Like I had an ex girlfriend who uh, introduced me to Elvis Presley like a long time ago.
1: I mean, you'd heard of him, but obviously, I wasn't like
0: who's Elvis? Who the
1: fuck is Elvis? (laughs) No, but but you he she yeah.
0: She yeah. uh she showed him she was in love with him, like had that crush on him, you know, like that whole nine yards, like oh, crush I on young eleven. I love
1: that, yeah.
0: And I uh, quickly uh fell in love with his music, especially, because like I, I think that like I had this thing about like they 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 say like your childhood like obviously shapes your future, you know? Oh and yeah. like things that you like in your childhood or have happened yeah. to you in your childhood like definitely affect your future. And for me, like the music that we listened to growing up was like 50s music, like 50s, straight 50s, the Beatles, Beatles, the Doors. But
1: also early Beatles. Our parents were all uh, mostly playing early Beatles when you look back. Yeah.
0: And it was all that yeah. kind of... And Some I remember Barry, when I was shit. like five or whatever, my, like, my favorite song um, was Rockin' Robin. Um, I think it's Bobby Day. Uh, yeah, Bobby, Bobby Day. Day
1: and the things Yeah, Bobby I, Day.
0: We'll yeah. play some Rock and Robin in the background here, but um, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, what I'm trying to say is like, um, I think that because I liked Rock and Robin so much growing up, yeah, I love songs that have that. Lilt to them that like kind well, of said, on the backbeat. You know, it's like Charlie, You said about
1: the Charlie Crockett, yeah, the song. Charlie Crockett yeah,
0: song. Yeah, that <Uno-isé undesirable> that it... Well, it's <inaudible> like a. It's like kind of on the backbeat, but still yep. swinging, and still it's still fast tempoed, but it's on the backbeat and it's swung.
1: Well, and in it, in layman terms, it's something you can clap along to. Yeah, you know, like it's very. Yeah, it's this approachable, like community feel of like a beat, that.
0: Yeah. It kind of has that fucking uh, Charlie lit. Crockett uh, <laughs> night train to Memphis. Yeah, a hundred
1: percent. Yeah.
0: This video is complete bullshit, by the way. Like yeah, when, Don't, when don't is that YouTube video like? this. It's just like 90p. Photos. What is that? Tweet, tweet, tweet That's Bobby Day. Around. That has to be Bobby Day, right? And that's not Bobby Day. I like how they're showing cars and shit. That's what the fifties were all about, like cars.
1: Sometimes I just wish ugh.
0: that you were alive then?
1: No. Because of, you know, sexism and racism and all that shit. <laughs> but I you know, I think we were romanticized these times and we're like, oh it's okay. But it, there's there's something to say about a magic they of great. of not having fucking technology.
0: Look at that! To shit. where it is now, <laughs> spinning <Like>, ass. <laughs> oh, it's a, an, like an American graffiti. Anyway, Rock and Robin. Why was I even talking? So about we grew. Robin? We grew up oh. with this. We grew and up so with a
1: fifties vinyl that I remember with like a bunch of colorful. Uh, it was like a bunch of one-hit wonders from the fifties. Do you remember that? And it was like this pink album, and it had like four records. it. Had in like
0: it. Cadillac. Like
1: I think I have it. I think I have it.
0: They had that one song that's like, and it got faster the whole song. Yeah, uh, god damn it, god damn it. What it was, was all that the. Song it was called? like the
1: best of the fucking fifties. It had um, good nut or oh uh, with the good super Good night, low
0: sweetheart. Well, well it's time ba, to ba, go. Ba, ba, ba. And it yeah, had that yeah, super yeah. low
1: singer. And I remember listening to that, being like that. That's like a dude singing that, like, crazy low. It's so hard
0: He's to like, do. Who is that man? Who is that? It's, I just picture it's, him being, like, Frankenstein's monster. It's like a fucking... <laughs> <look. laughs>
1: it's like a piano. He can't... Like, who sings like that? No, that was such a great album. And our parents would spin that, like... Yeah.
0: Spin it a lot. And I think what I was trying to say yeah. is that I've always loved music that's, like, kind of 50s influence, Elvis, Presley. Wait, well, you were
1: saying that when you're a kid, what you're, it shapes.
0: Yeah. What you enjoy shapes. If I hear a music that has, like, a beat like Rockin' Robin and, like, a powerful voice like that, yeah. And I always love a little bit of rasp in a male vocal too. I love a
1: little bit of like a, a flaw. little flaw. I love a little yeah, a little flaw. flaw is important. I like a little bit of a flaw in any voice. There's a okay. So Tom and I were driving last night down Valley, and we were listening to Sirius or some shit, and they were playing a uh, uh, the Rolling Stones song. uh just a shadow yeah. way it's just a shadow
0: give me shelter give, give me shelter, shelter. thank yeah. you give me shelter.
1: and so that backup singer and she's in 20 feet from stardom and we Dude, watched great it great movie so, great movie but so yeah. she oh I wish I knew her name but so she I was listening to just her singing it's just her it's not um, it's just her and Is she cr- 20 feet she, yeah she cracks she goes Ray Meta! And she kind of cracks on one of them. Or, sorry, it's shadowy. She, it's just a shadowy! And she, like, cracks a little bit. I'm doing it really bad. She does it really gorgeously. But it's so much more interesting. And I bet... Lisa Fisher? Yes. And I bet uh. they heard her do it. And she's like, oh, shit, I cracked on that. Don't use it. And they're like, no, that's, that's the take. Because yeah. it sounds so fucking good. It's just a shadowy! She, yeah. like, cracks. And it's yeah. so good! And, like, Dude, it's haunting. Um, there's a track floating around the internet of just, just her.
0: Just her. Just yeah. her.
1: And okay. like I've listened to it, and I'm just... Ooh, chills galore. It's... Ew.
0: She didn't get paid shit for that.
1: No, you're thinking of the Pink Floyd girl.
0: Oh. But she got paid? Lisa Fisher got paid? I hope she got paid. I don't she think fucking she fucking probably did not. I know she yeah. got, like,
1: woken up in the middle of the night and dragged there, and they were like, can you just sing Rape, Murder? It's just a shadowy. And she was like, what am I singing? She was like a, <laughs> She <laughs> was like, wait, what? She was
0: like a... <laughs> She was, like, a black woman in, like, 1970, what, like, something? Maybe late 60s. Late 60s? Yeah. It's, like, I really doubt they paid her. I mean, like, I she ho- wasn't a I star hope they did. I or hope anything. I hope they fucking
1: did. I know, I know um, Mick Jagger had a couple, like, backup singers that were black women that were kind of part of his band, mm-hmm. that were, like, part of his show, that he would, like, kind of welcome as part of his band, but I, I, I hope they were, fuck, I hope they were getting paid. I don't know.
0: I don't think they were. <laughs> I, know, I do know that. In, yeah, you're you're talking like, about fucking dark no, side of the moon. I know you're for talking about sure dark side of the moon, wasn't. but she won rec- like
1: the chicken dark side of the moon. I think.
0: I think she won in it like a the court one who's case. just
1: going whoa. Ah,
0: yeah, yeah, that chick. Ah, ah, no, yeah. it's
1: badass, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, like yeah. came in, did that got paid like a couple hundred bucks, and they were like, bye. And then that album blew up, and she was like, wait a second. Like, I just got paid like a couple hundred bucks, and she just didn't get paid. Like, it's like a royalty thing, I don't know, where she just didn't get paid for the actual album. Um, But it's bullshit, and she ended up, uh, I hope, suing. I'm not sure.
0: But at the same time, so think about it this way. Did I mean they? They must have known that Dark Side of the Moon was going to be huge, Um, but say it wasn't as big as they thought it was going to be, the production costs and shit would have skyrocketed, and they would have, you know, needed to make their own money, so to bring people in, like, are you going to cut some random person who just sang like one part in onto the royalties, or are you going to pay them a finite amount of money and then say? That's it. We're done. I
1: think the protocol now, and what should have been in place, is like, hey, if this blows up, you'll make up. You'll to make X a percentage. Of, like,
0: I think you should make up. Which to, is what
1: should have happened, but they just did a one-off, and they were like, hey, here's but like. But if a this is like, let's say this, which makes, I think is fucked up.
0: Let's say this one track makes fifty million dollars. Like, you're going to make up to this amount, and then once it gets beyond that, we're not going to pay you anymore. But mm. if it gets up to that amount. Right. Like, I think that's the way to do it because, like, Dark Side of the Moon is obviously one of the, like, the biggest albums of all time.
1: And they were already pretty big.
0: Yeah, I think Pink they were already pretty big. Pink Floyd was already.
1: I think Wish You Were Here was already. Yeah, I think. I'm not going to do oh. my Pink Floyd bullshit knowledge. I don't know much. My husband's more of a Pink Floyd guy.
0: I think what you'd have to do is just, like, kind of <laughs> think, like, how how much would this be worth? Best case scenario, like if this blows up, how much would your perform performance be worth, and then have like a contract that states that is what I think. Can but you to imagine though, bucks, like like two hundred bucks, but she, I mean, there has to be. Can you some... imagine
1: coming into like a recording like? Okay, so let's let's think of another recording. So Eric Clapton on George Harrison's While My Guitar is a great example. Let's pretend, let's be in a fantasy world, and Eric Clapton is not famous, and he comes in and he fucking plays on My Guitar Gently Weeps, and they pay him $400, and then that the fucking, what is the White Album? God, I'm, I sound terrible, but I think it's on the White Album. And then that happens. While and My Guitar it's like, Gently Weeps? Yeah, and then it's like... Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton yeah. is playing on my guitar, That's okay. a fact. In a but fantasy I'm just saying, world, like, let's pretend like he was world, like a random he's not, guy. He was he's like some a random Schmo dude, and they're the like, okay. "Hey, like George Harrison's amazing, but we'd like to get somebody that's gonna sound different. So we're gonna get this guy Eric Clapton, and we're gonna pay him four hundred dollars, and that's it. Like, isn't that kind of fucked up?"
0: Yeah, it is a little fucked up. Um, and that's
1: that's what happened with Dark Souls. But also, no a lot of people
0: don't know that it's fucking not George Harrison playing that shit.
1: I say that to Tom yeah, every time. Yeah, it's the White wait. Album, by the way. <laughs> you nailed it. Yay! Yeah, nailed it. There's about 50 songs on the White Album, so I've, I felt like I had a good, <laughs> strong chance.
0: Yeah, there's that one video of While My Guitar Gently Weeps with like fucking Prince, and they're like, we'll wait for Prince in the end. Uh, no. Have you seen that before? No,
1: I have not. and Oh, awful. my
0: God. Here we <laughs> oh, go. It's no. Prince, Tom Petty, Steve Winwood, Jeff Wynn.
1: Is that not the Traveling Woman? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know it's not. <laughs> but that's a similar lineup.
0: It's that dude from that, that band that does Don't Bring Me Down.
1: I'm getting that vibe pretty strongly.
0: Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Uh,
1: that's George Harrison's kid right there. See how he looks like him? Oh, my exactly God. It looks exactly like him. Like him. Yeah, George Harrison's and son. And he's white.
0: He's not, like, any kind of Asian.
1: He looks exactly like George Harrison. It's insane.
0: God. Berets are... Are berets ever cool? I think that guy is the dude in the band that does uh Don't bring me down. He
1: looks kind of like... Um,
0: uh, you got me spinning, going out of my mind.
1: Yeah, great song. Great song. Is it, though? I have no idea. No, that's... What's his name? From the Traveling Wilburys.
0: Let's look it up.
1: Jeff Lynn. No, Steve Winwood. I don't know. He's one of them.
0: Don't Bring Me Down is by ELO. And uh, who's in ELO? This
1: guy is in in, uh, Traveling Wilburys. I know that. What is George Harrison... Jeff
0: a 100%. Can
1: I say... Jeff
0: Flynn, motherfucker. He does... He's uh,
1: got that big beard and the big No, hair. Jeff Flynn is
0: in ELO. Right. And, and he uh, looks Let's like see if uh... he's also in the Traveling Wil- Wilburys. So what he I want know... He is in the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. Double high five. Oh, he double killed it. it. Cause I knew it.
1: Because I remember the video because Roy Orbison has passed away already. And they, they do like a rocking chair with like a guitar but Bobby D is there and George Harrison is there. It's a, uh, oh, what's the Traveling Wilburys so, song? It's, um, uh, handle me with care. Mm. So Roy Orbison recorded it, but then he was passed away before the video. So Ew. they do the, they do him with, it's just a rocking guitar.
0: Time out though. Like this Time dude out. with the bray is so fucking sick, but look at Prince just Prince eyeballing him. Prince is
1: just him. shredding No, no, Prince, is, not
0: yet, not yet. Prince is eyeballing him like, really kid? This is what you're doing right now? Like, he's, like, playing these chords.
1: Do you think George Harrison's kid is, like, overwhelmed? I would be fucking overwhelmed. It's like, hey, you're, like, 19, but you're George Harrison's kid, so get on stage with Tom Petty and fucking Prince and and Jeff Lynne and, like, just play some Gs and Cs and shit. Like, I get on stage with Radio Keys and play G and C, and I'm, like, overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah. I can't imagine, dude.
0: You'll you'll get over it.
1: I know I will, but god damn, I want to know what George Harrison's kid is doing because I want to know, no, <laughs> know if he's doing music. No, I want to know if he's doing music because, damn, dude.
0: God, Tom Petty, man.
1: Tom Petty's special. I saw Tom Petty in Berkeley.
0: Yeah, you're you're telling me um,
1: at the Greek Theater. I didn't
0: see him that time around. He brought, I think I was in Santa Barbara.
1: He brought Stevie Nicks out. I remember that. Um, I just remember how fun he was on the microphone
0: like, he was very I was like 16 quirky.
1: and you know and I remember him coming out and just being like hey everybody like he's very he's very kind of whimsical and silly on the mic which oh, I really like oh and Prince shows up here's
0: Prince oh Hold here's up.
1: Prince just like you motherfuckers <laughs> no he's not fucking let around let me show off real quick
0: here I'll turn this up a little bit Prince is like oh you didn't know Like if you didn't <laughs> Prince is like, oh you didn't know? Like Look at this shit. All five foot eight of him is just ripping this guitar.
1: Dude. Never underestimate Prince, dude. He's so incredible.
0: You just knew that other dude didn't want to go after him. Like, when they were talking about this backstage, they were like, who goes first? And uh, the other guy probably looked over at Prince. Prince probably looked over at him like, I don't care.
1: I don't care.
0: And I'm going guy- to go last,
1: though, because I'm going <laughs> to shit on you. So you should probably <laughs> let me go last because you don't want to embarrass yourself. And yeah, For real, though. Dude.
0: I you love- cannot. Ugh. Dude, Prince is a special, special. I'm he's not so breaking special. any news here. No, uh, he's so special.
1: Yeah. Oh, and now he's crowd surfing. Okay.
0: No, he's not crowd <laughs> serving. No.
1: Oh, he is. Uh, he is a little bit. He is a little bit. With he security lea- guard. he leaned into the crowd very uh very nonchalantly. He was just like, "I'm going to back up on the crowd
0: According like to a, that, like a
1: trust fall, like a trust fall." Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Dave Chappelle,
0: he has a hell of a basketball game too. Oh it, god. Listen he's just one of
1: those special people. I know. He's fuck. Just out of control. That's
0: some Jimmy Hendrix shit he's doing with his hand right there. You've never seen this before? This specific video? No, yeah. I've never seen this. This is incredible.
1: Everyone else else is like, we have to keep the song going and not be distracted by
0: it. <laughs> Prince just Everyone's like, what the fuck? He didn't do this in practice. Killing. He didn't even show up to practice. <laughs> oh, I love Holy it. Holy shit. And then that guy's playing like some crazy organ.
1: I'm always skeptic when I see like five guitar players on stage at one of these like concerts of like these monster concerts where it's like we're gonna have Tom yeah. Petty and, and it's just George some Harrison's Like a bunch of guitar players. They're like, we're gonna have five guitar players on stage. And I'm just I look at it and I'm just like, what am I listening to? Like I'm listening to five acoustic guitars play like the similar things or
0: they're turned all the way down. I think so. Like like so far down when
1: they did, when George Harrison passed away, I think Paul McCartney was part of like a, his concert that was like a Memorial concert and everyone and their mom showed up. And, and I remember watching that and being like, God, there's like five or six guitar players on stage. And I'm just, I'm always wondering, I'm like, what are you playing? What, what are you, what are you all playing?
0: (laughs) The same thing it's
1: the same thing, and like yeah it's it's weird
0: sometimes I have like like I believe in like if you're gonna both be playing acoustic guitar, like be playing one play with a capo and and get those we did uh, that last night yeah. get those uh higher um just different uh voicings on right. the chord, and also get like like i I had this uh this experience where I read about Nashville tuning, I think I told you about it, yeah, um where you basically have the bottom, the fattest four strings of the guitar um, restrung to be an octave higher. And then you play that in, uh, like, you play the same part that you played in a recording, but you play it with this Nashville high-strung tuning. Interesting, yeah. And it kind of sounds like a 12-string guitar. And I I re-recorded, what's that song called, damn it? Uh, Our song? Yeah, our fucking song. That's what tells you. I, I'm so bad at remembering our own songs names. Um, it is called uh, "Bound for Glory."
1: Thank you. And
0: uh, that one, I re-recorded it with some Nashville. Uh, oh, I love it. Strong. No, I love yeah. the
1: re-recording. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, I think we're gonna wrap this up because <laughs> we've been talking for like two hours now, and usually yeah, we should
1: probably usually, wrap it
0: up. Yeah, we're already like two bottles of wine deep, and mm-hmm. I feel like people are like, "What the fuck, man." Anyway, um, let's do more of these, then. I feel like Drive this was fun. Drive safe, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, we are checking out. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Oh, wait. Christopher Nenny though. <laughs> we're going to... I like to close out with a song uh, by the artist we were talking about every time. So We'll close out with a song. Um, I think uh, we'll do sh- uh, Shine, right?
1: Watch me shine. It's one I mean, of my favorites. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right, we'll play that. Yeah. So, uh all right, everyone. Have a good day, night, or whatever. You drive, whatever's going on Yeah, whatever's going, yeah, whatever's on, in your going life. on. Yeah.
1: Laundry right. night. That's what I all right, this is a uh, podcast with
0: Stuart and uh Emily here with the Rock and Roll Review and we'll yep. we'll catch you another time. <laughs>